Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Something New and I hope something a little bit special. The first episode of our brand new midweek drop, White Wine Question Time, Something from the Cellar. Over the last four years that I've been making the show, we have built up quite a cellar of vintage episodes with more than 200 truly fascinating guests that I thought were worth revisiting, not in their entirety, I appreciate your busy people, but served up in small shot-sized portions as a little midweek treat. Hence, something from the cellar, a brand new drop every Tuesday that rummages around in the cellar of our back catalogue to serve up some of the best bits from some of our very best guests. This week, we're talking parenting and the many shapes and sizes families come in these days, the pressures, the pitfalls and the bits no one tells you about with three kick-ass guests. We're going to start with Una Healy, who stormed the charts in the early noughties with the Saturdays and unexpectedly found herself as a single parent to two young children when her marriage fell apart, all the while juggling her solo career in the midst of a divorce that went on to reframe her family unit. Did you not find that once you had kids, for me, I found um, I sort of lost a bit of my own identity for a while. I just became Ben's mum, which I was really happy to be. Mm. But then I started to miss elements of me. Like, I missed work me. I missed 
um, fun me that wasn't always tired. And I was really, I was really keen to reclaim those facets of my old personality. So I started to stick those bits back on again. Um, and I sort of miss my my bravery from when I was younger. Like you know, when you're like you're applying for anything and you're talking about you, you're at this audition, you think, ah, oh, well, if not, I'll just go to New York. Like mm. I wish I could have that simplistic bravery now because you can't. You've got kids. You're like, well, I couldn't go to New York. I mean, I'd have to find a school and you know, blah, 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 blah. and you, you just talk yourself out of stuff because yeah, reality bites. Yeah, the the responsibility is much greater now. And yeah, you know, um, but. I actually, throughout the group, you know, I had both Eva and Ty while I was in the Saturdays and I look back and there's loads of pictures of me with a big pregnant belly on stage doing the, the tours. So I kind of like, they, they sort of were born into the group as well. Um, and I remember when I did The Voice of Ireland, mm. I did that for two years. Um, I was uh, pregnant during the battles section of that and then I had Ty and I was back doing the live shows Um uh, he he was only six weeks old, but I was back after Aoife, only after five weeks, I was back on stage with the girls. Um, I think a lot of people would probably look at that and say that's way too soon. Um, and, and he probably was, but that's just how it was at the time. And as they say, you have to make hay while the sun shines. And uh, I, I was very, very, very lucky to my, my mom was very hands on and ha always has been and still is to this day. Like, I don't know how I would do it without her. Um, so she came even out to L.A. when we shot the um, reality show with the E! Channel, the Chasing the Saturdays. Eva was only, she three months, no, she only six months old and she came out there. So she was flying across to L.A. with me. So I just took her with me. I sort of rather than adapting my life to her, she just she, she slotted in. And that's just how it, it always has been. But not without that help that I have and support with my family, with, with my, my mom in particular. Um, I don't think I would have been able to do it without her. So you didn't really have an opportunity to to lose your identity with the kids because you were still being Una from the Saturdays yeah, as well I as a new mum. Yeah, I threw mom. myself straight back into it. And I know that a lot of people wouldn't agree with that, but that it was just, I made a conscious decision to do that at the time and I, and I don't regret it either, you know. I've had plenty of time to make up for it in the, you know, bonding with the kids uh, scenario with everything with lockdown, you know. I think that's kind of why I don't want to complain about it because in that first lockdown as well, when it was just me and the two kids and it was very lonely and, and that at the same time, we really did cement as a as a, like a, a unit, the three of us, you know, that's the, 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 the family, you know, the mum and the two kids. And it was like that was a very important time, I think, for me um, as, a, as a person and as a mother and everything. Um, that so so that that's a, like obviously this whole situation is is, is is awful because people are obviously dying and it's really sad and people are losing their loved ones and it's very hard to look at it in, in any positive way because it's not you know but the situation that we're all doing to have to keep safe and try and protect each other is that to stay at home and um, with that staying at home I did find it was a really good time to really bond and because um, they say that like you know they grow up so quickly which they do. I've I've noticed that more and more, like every nearly every day, I feel like they look older. I can actually see them growing older every day. You know, it, that, that happens with children, I feel. That probably was a very important healing time for you then, wasn't it? To be locked down with the kids at a time when you had to reestablish what your family unit was. So whilst it's hard, you only come out of it stronger. Definitely, yeah. Because I remember the first time I went away with Aoife when I just first separated, uh, uh, I went on holiday with her because Tyke stayed at home and it was just me and I was like, let's have a little girly holiday. Went out and joined my my um, my um friends in their parents' villa out in Portugal. So there was uh two couples there with and they were all there as couples with their kids. And it was just me as a single mum with my daughter. 
And I did feel, I remember walking through the airport and looking around and seeing all the family. Like if, if I felt like everyone was a family and without, and I was the only single person, like, which is not true. There's so many other people in the same position, but you, it's like when you buy a car, every car you see is the same one. Or if you're pregnant, everywhere you look, everyone's pregnant. It's that kind of thing, isn't it? Because you're so conscious of it. Yeah. But I was really conscious of yeah. the family units that were around and that, that word as well, family unit. I was just like, I used to get really upset about thinking I don't have that anymore. And look at me on my own and look at... You know, there'd be a man walking by with his his daughter, and then he go 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 tell mummy, go tell mummy to get this. No, daddy can't do that right now. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, like not not in a begrudging way, because like obviously that's that's fair enough. You know, I I was probably like them a couple of years before that, but just kind of heart wrenching a bit at the same time. I was like, oh, that's not me now anymore. And it took a while to get used to the fact that you know that mummy is enough. You know, and um. And then, yeah, that time during lockdown of just just me and the kids, like they have all the love they need and they had each other. And we were just like it was it was it was lovely, actually, um, to to create that bond and uh, and to lose that that feeling. You know, I don't feel like that at all anymore. I've none of none of I don't don't crave that family, you know, of having to be husband and wife, kids, you know. It's like an echo chamber coming back at me. It's lovely to hear. It's affirming my own experience as well. You have to feel it's a good sign if you're hurting because you have to because you have to go through that hurt, literally go through the hell to get out the other side. There's no way around it. There's no way to jump across it or, or go, get around the edges. You have to go through it. And 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 you will and it will hurt, but you will. It does. You feel so much better. I I I don't look back now, and and also I don't I don't hold that resentment like I did I did for a while. I felt you know a little bit bitter to be honest, you know, and just you know a bit of a chip on the shoulder and all that kind of thing. And now I'm like I find I find just such relief in not feeling that anymore, and I don't have any hate. I don't have that. I just don't feel hate or hatred or resentment or anything now. Um, just I'm happy to, to move on and I'm in, in a really good place now really good next up it's EastEnders veteran Charlie Brooks now she joined the soap as a 17 year old and has since on her sabbaticals from Albert Square gone on to conquer the reality TV world becoming a queen of the jungle in 2012 and the year before that winning the Strictly Come Dancing Christmas special but here she shares one of the best decisions she thinks she ever made the work that she and her ex-partner Tony have put into their relationships as parents to their daughter Kiki especially following their separation including a decision to live separately but in the same property one has definitely got to be straight away to stop drinking I think the last year just because for everything that we've spoken about you know yeah. and, and how I feel I'm becoming much more cemented in who I am and and creative and trusting and all of those things you know I think it's it's had a such a positive impact on my life um, and who knows, my, I, it's, I'm not saying it's forever, you know, I don't know because I fucking love a drink and I love yeah. a party. Who doesn't, but right, you know? But right now it's right. Right now it's absolutely 100% one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah. Because I have an overactive mind, Kate, you know, it, you know, it beats me up and I go to war with myself occasionally. And, um, and I think lots of people will be able to relate to that. Well, you sit, do you, are you somebody that sits there the following day and then dissects what happened the night before and then just beat yourself with a big old stick about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even sometimes when I might not need to, but I'd sort of walk down the tree and go, oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like the fear. <laughs> the fear. The fear. Yeah. Oh, I don't have that now. I wake up with, you know, hangover free and it's amazing. So that is definitely one. 
And one of the um, one of the other best decisions I've ever made in my life. Would it be the fact that you were so determined to keep things nice with you and Tony so that Kiki had the best yeah. form of parenting that you could both give her whilst not being together? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when, when Tony and I were together, we used to say, you know when you know, and uh, we're going to grow old together. And it turns out I am going to grow old with him. He's going to get much, he's going to get older quicker than I am because he's older, <laughs> <laughs> much older. Um, but we are going to grow old together just in a very different way. You know, and like I said, I've sort of led by example with my own parents, but he is absolutely my family and nothing will ever change that. And it's not always been easy. He's an Ibiza for eight or nine months out of the year, bringing up Kiki on my own a lot of the time was tough and we've really had to navigate our way around that but whatever happens no matter how much we fall out which we have done big time it's not always plain sailing but 80% of the time it is you know and he's a good man and he's looked after us he's a character I love him to bits he can be an arsehole sometimes, but nobody's perfect, are they? Yeah, you know, and I'm so sure you, you can too. You know, we all have it in us, don't we? You either learn to accept somebody for how they are and then just go on through life like that, with and through that acceptance, or you fight it constantly, you know? Mm. And, and for us... Um, I think we just loved each other too much. We just, you know, our care for each other is is too deep and I, I also think you know nobody had an affair or we, we were quite lucky that um I mean if I don't like something generally I change it and so whether that's a good thing or a bad thing whether that means I run away from commitment and I don't work through something and ultimately that'll I, I don't know I'm 40 and still single and you know so I don't know if that's true or not whether that's a good thing or not well that's um, one way of looking I mean, at it or you could also be it. somebody or you could just be somebody that knows when something isn't working yeah. and finds a way to very nicely remove yourself from it leaving yeah. it in as best shape as you possibly can yes and what you've done with tony is remarkable and in an age where so many children are raised as part of i hate that term broken homes but you know mm. for parents that don't live together I think what you do is love each other, floor and alls, uh, floors yeah. and all, but knowing that you don't have to kind of try to make him something you need him to be because he's not your romantic partner. He's just your parenting partner. Yeah, and one of my best friends. He's given me a lot yeah. of advice, actually, through all of this, you know, uh, creating the business. I've never run a business before. I've only ever had to show up and be somebody else. I know, exactly. <laughs> so it's new. Does he still live in the flat above you? Yeah, yes, he does. I can't get rid of him. <laughs> He's up there now. I can hear him stumping around with his girlfriend. <laughs> well, how does it work with Kiki then? She just goes up between the two. I mean, her main bedroom is downstairs and she spends most of her time down here, to be honest. Um, but yeah, she can just go between the two. It must give her uh, way more than you even realise, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, you question everything, don't you? Especially when you're going through a really hard time with a teenager. Um, oh, what have I done? Is it my fault? Have I been a shit mum? Did I do this wrong? You know, should we have done that? You know, maybe separating actually completely is much better. I mean, we are separated completely because there's not a sexual bone that goes on between us. That sounded really wrong, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know um, what you mean. <laughs> It was the word bone that threw, I threw myself yeah. at that one. You just don't know. There's no such thing as normal. And all you can do is do the best you can and do it like, this is our way and this is how what, what we know and the only way that we knew how to do it. There was no way we weren't going to be in each other's lives. And has it worked when, you've like, when you have a, a partner? There must, you know, I hope, I'd imagine that eventually everybody's cool with it, but it must be a bit of a like, yeah, listen. Um, so my, so Kiki's dad, yeah, he lives just like above your head right now. Uh, that's yeah. weird. 
Is that is that take a lot? Is that asking a lot of a new a new partner? Well, um, you know, my my ex part partner Ben, who I was with for sort of five or six years, who's an amazing human being. You know, we woke up on Christmas Day together, all all of us. Like he'd come, <laughs> Tony would come down, and we're all getting to bed and open the presents together with Kiki, and you know, because she adores Ben. Um, and I think it can be problematic. I think maybe he probably has more issues with that sort of thing than I do. I've been single for four years, so that's the longest I've ever been single. Wow. And then I was with Ben before that for five or six years, who was just really accepting. Tony absolutely adored him. We all went on holiday together, you know. He, but Tony cried when me and Ben broke up. He, <laughs> cried. he actually cried. I think he just prefers it when he could, like, palm me off on someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, you know what, that's lovely. It's lovely mm. that it can work like that. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And finally, Ellie Taylor, comedian, host, Strictly contestant and the star of the Emmy Award winning Ted Lasso, who shares her trials and tribulations of motherhood in My Child and Other Mistakes, a Sunday Times bestseller that she wrote following the birth of her daughter. And here she pulls no punches, talking about parenthood with the kind of brutal honesty that provoked a huge wave of responses online from our listeners who found her words to be a real comfort blanket. So parking the funny, I wanted I wanted to talk to you about the honest bits, the bits that um, will provide proper comfort for people that feel like they can't say things out loud mm. for fear of judgment. Mm. So if you could pick just two searingly honest passages from the book that you would sort of hope to to hand to would be parents as some kind of legacy, what would they be? Uh, I would think the first one would be that. Um... The, the experience of 
uh, having a child and loving your child can be completely separate. So you can love your child. Or at the beginning for me, it wasn't really love. It was like, I liked my child. Um, but that can be totally separate from the experience of hating the newborn period. I despised it. And there's a bit in the chapter, in the bit in the newborn chapter where I say that the newborn <laughs> bit sucks. Fucking hairy, sweaty <laughs> bum. It is absolute bullshit. And I wanted to leave my baby. I wanted to walk away from it. And I just wanted to have a walk around River Island and just have five minutes fucking peace because the newborn bit is fucking awful. And I think to be able to say that and to be able to say that if you are in it and you feel like that, it's okay. And if you are, you know, if you have a 16 year old and you reflect back on your newborn days and you feel guilty because you didn't enjoy it, that's also okay. Okay, I release you from that guilt. It's absolutely fine and very normal. Don't beat yourself up for not going, oh, it was the most magical time in the newborn bubble. It's rubbish. A lot of it is absolutely rubbish. So that I'd like to say. And then I suppose also um, how sometimes you can... Can I just ask though, just about that bit, like, you know, you say it's really, really rubbish. What what aspects of it did you find so appalling? Because I think me- I wasn't prepared for the mental adjustments that it takes to become a mum. It's not like you shoot out a child and suddenly you are earth mother. It's a real period of transition. So I learned subsequently a word called matrescence, which is um, in the same way adolescence speaks about the period between ch- uh, being a child and being an adult. And it's a process and it's on a hormonal thing. And it's a physical change. It's something that cannot be reversed. It's the same between, you know, being a woman going through matrescence and becoming a mother. And that's not something I'd ever heard spoken about. And it rang bells for me because I was like, of course that was. I was in such a period of flux and felt so weird. And my body was strange. And I was trying to get my head around these strange new feelings and emotions and trying to work out who I now was in this new life. Um, so... So I think that's 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 what I found hard in that I wasn't prepared for that. I was prepared for the baby won't sleep and you will be tired, but not really like what the real emotional um, sort of psychological, I suppose, impact it would be on me. Yeah, I described it at the time um, in terms of my physical and emotional self. I felt like a stranger in my own head and and body. And part of it, and it depended which way the hormones were blowing. So sometimes I'd run down the stairs to answer the door and I could feel my postpartum belly sort of jiggling as I did. And some days I could love it, for example, because I I would think, my body's extraordinary. It's grown life. And once you watch your body come out of yours, I mean, seriously, that is mind-blowing. And you do have this massive, profound new respect for your body. And then the next day, the hormones could be blowing the other way and you could just feel like, somebody put a fat suit on you and you want to get it off and you just don't know who you are anymore and and it's like being burgled and you try and put everything back as it was but you still know that somebody's been in rummaging around and moved shit (laughs) that is exactly it that is so spot on yeah I remember just being sort of sat in front of the telly with a baby feeding on me watching like Gogglebox and being like how can Giles and Mary talk about Bradley Walsh like everything is normal when my life has fucking imploded and I'm trying to work out (laughs) who the hell I am and I remember like being sort of running through things in my head like is is this what I say do I say this stuff do I like that do like who do you know what I mean like trying to play you're sort of playing the character of who you were before while you yeah while you transition into this new body and yeah the physical aspect I just found find hard as well because it's sort of you look in this mirror and you've got used to this big full 
um, if you know if you carried mm. your baby um, uh, full of life and there you are you're so sort of vital and you know just swollen with I don't know you feel like a goddess I'm speaking for myself I know you not do, all women yeah. feel like that pregnancy but that's that's certainly how I felt and then afterwards you're just like sort of deflated and wobbly and I had a cesarean so I had a big scar and it, you just look at yourself in the mirror and just think who is yeah who is that that's not my body that's not my body yeah it just does it just doesn't feel I, I felt like you know like at the end of a 14 day holiday the lilo's on its last legs that was my body. Yeah. It was like a sort of, it was a defeated lilo. Yeah. 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 I know exactly what you mean. And I remember like, trying but then to- I'd hate myself for thinking that and think, you know, wait for the wind to change the other way. Cause I think you are so hormonal, especially if you're breastfeeding mm-hmm. and you get those, that massive rush of milk coming in and you're quite blue and, and all, and you just don't recognize anything. You leave that hospital and you're like, no one's actually told me what to do next. Mm, mm, <laughs> you know? Now I know. Yeah. Help. Help. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, I think in hindsight, I probably had some sort of postnatal depression, but I didn't yeah. kind of realize that till I think really writing the book made me go, oh yeah, I think that's probably what it was to sort of give my, and sort of allow myself to say that. Because I think while I was feeling like that, I thought well, it's not postnatal depression, you know, don't, don't be that dramatic. Mm. But now I feel like it feels quite nice to be able to say, oh, no, I think that probably was what it was. And that's OK. You weren't being dramatic. You weren't being weak. Um, it, it was what it was. No. Mm. But I think when you're in it, it's hard to see that that's what it is. Reflecting and writing a book is probably really cathartic to be able to kind of review. If all women could do that, I would really. I and mean, I feel so lucky that I've had the time. You know, it was my job mm. for a while to literally record and order my thoughts. And I did. It was extremely cathartic and really sort of freeing and liberating to sort of, you know, I've got it and I've documented exactly what my experience was. And I've said to my friends, just write down your birth experience. Just write it down. Because all these sort of fleeting half memories and emotions that you haven't stitched together and sort of, you know, really processed. I think it's so helpful and sort of healing to be able to mm. do that. Yeah, definitely. And also it's the strangest time in your life so to record it. Um, not the strangest, it can be the most extraordinary, but it is a strange time, right? It's a massive transition. Strange sounds like a negative and it's not. It's a huge transition. You are never, after that moment, just responsible for yourself. Like that in itself is massive. And to note that and document it is probably a really lovely thing to do. But at the time you're just like, I'm asleep with my eyes open. Don't talk to me. Yeah. I'm not writing anything down. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. And I'm so, yeah, but I'm so glad I've done it. And I'm so glad it's sort of a record for me. And my daughter, mm. if she can ever be asked to read something her annoying mother has written. <laughs> but if she does, I hope that she realizes it's just about honesty. And it's really, it's sort of a love letter to her, really. Because as hard as it all is, um, I'm so glad. And so I wasn't sure if I wanted kids. And so I'm so glad I, I had a child. And it's just... It is the most, and I said, I've already said this, but it really is the most profound thing that's ever happened. And I, I'm just delighted. And it's, it makes me like the strong, it, make, it makes me feel so strong having her, but also it makes you so, so vulnerable, doesn't it? To have, there's yeah. that quote about having your heart walking outside your body. And I think, especially as she's getting older, I really realise that because, you know, as she yeah. has more autonomy and I go, oh God, don't climb on that wall. That sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, it's terrifying and magical. They are your greatest joy, but they bring to, to, with them this kind of whole new level of fear that you never knew you thought you'd had anxiety before have a child and watch them cross a road for the first time on their own (laughs) 
telling it like it is. The brilliant Ellie Taylor. And don't forget, you can listen to that and all of the episodes featured here today in full by scrolling through our back catalogue. Simply search for them using the name of the guest you fancy listening to most. This week, we've had Una Healy, Charlie Brooks and Ellie Taylor. And fear not, I'll be back on Friday with a brand new guest and more midweek drops will be winging their way to you on Tuesday. Make sure you don't miss them by hitting the follow button. Until then, thanks for your company. White Wine Question Time is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.